1: welcome to the boneyard with steve roberts and as always i am your good friend and host steve robertson here in the early morning hours of maroon friday by the time you hear this i will likely be on be on my way to our capital city got some business to attend to down there so i'm trying to get all this stuff done before i go don't want to have to get up too early but at the same time too i didn't want to leave you guys with an abbreviated show and to be honest with you I don't know that I'm ready to go to bed yet. I don't know that I'm ready to sleep, it's been a very, very heavy evening in the state of Mississippi. Uh, the day kind of began with the IHL board uh, approving Old Miss' request to move the Confederate Monument. I understand they plan to move that uh, out near the uh, the cemetery that uh, contains the uh, graves of the University Grays, and if you don't know that story, uh, I would suggest you familiarize yourself with that. Uh, that that seems to be appropriate. And I understand they're going to have some security measures in place to kind of keep people from going in and tearing down the statue. And, and my attitude about that has always been is, you know, it is their statue. It is their problem. Uh, they should deal with it as best they could. Uh, I have long been an advocate that um, I don't know that you can whitewash history. But at the same time, too, I don't know that if we need these uh, – you know, these uh, monuments of, uh, you know, of, of a time that we shouldn't be very proud of, to be quite honest with you. there There is so much about Mississippi that I love, and I, I love Mississippi dearly. When I left Mississippi and I moved to Louisiana, I felt it was my responsibility to defend Mississippi against anybody that ever had anything negative to say. But there are some things in our history that are very, very difficult to defend. I don't think a lot of that is worth celebrating. And I'm not going to get very political today, but I'm going to talk about some things that are probably going to make some people uncomfortable. You might look at me a little bit differently after this, and I'm okay with that. Because I think it's important for us to have an open dialogue about things like this. You know, I'd love to be able to just sit here and talk about Mississippi State sports today. But Mississippi State sports is being threatened. Mississippi State is being threatened by the ghost of Mississippi past. And I want to get into that today. I'm going to speak down you know, as simple as I can. I don't want to speak in code or be cryptic about anything. I'm going to tell you exactly what I've read, what I've learned, how I feel. And then you can do with it what you wish. I love each and every one of you, and, and we may never agree on everything. I think we all agree on one thing, and that's one of the most important things in the world, is we want Mississippi State to do well. We want Mississippi State to be successful. And I, I'll admit to you that it is more than, a, uh, it's more than just a hobby to me. You know, we do well, our, our business does well, and Mississippi State does well. When you guys are happy about Mississippi State, our life's a lot easier when things are bad you know we got to you know we got to moderate stuff and all that kind of stuff and then it, it's difficult and so i would be remiss if i got on the microphone today and we just talked about how wonderful mississippi state is and as wonderful as mississippi state is we need to kind of put that on pause today to talk about this because it's really all that anybody's talking about and when I say how wonderful Mississippi State is, to be honest with you, there have not been a lot of nights that uh, I've been prouder of Mississippi State. And so, again, I'm going to speak down uh, in a language that I think everybody can fully appreciate, and uh, let's have a respectful dialogue about this. I'm 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 an agent for change in many respects. I I'll be honest with you, I don't. I'm, <laughs> As an addict, sometimes I'm somewhat adverse to change, but I'm very much for progress, very much for progress. And there are some of us that are very passionate about this, and I'll be honest with you, I don't have strong opinions about a flag. I don't even care if we have a flag. I don't know why we have to have a state song, a state flag, a state bird, or anything. I don't have any particularly strong feelings about the Mockingbird. But this issue has been one of emotion and division for many, many, many years. And, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, and I remember this, and I thought about this a lot today, as these issues have become paramount once again in the conversation. When I was a kid in the 1970s, you know, just about everybody that lived in the country and the and fish, just about everybody had the rebel flag decal in their back windshield. It was almost like a rider of southern passage. And everybody talked about Yankees and about Washington, D.C., and the federal government was our enemy and that it was us against them. And one day the South would rise again and all that sort of stuff. And as you're a kid, you don't fully appreciate that. You don't know what they're talking about. But a lot has changed since the 1970s. We've made some progress in a lot of areas, but there there are some things that meant different things to us then than they do now. They have taken on a different meaning, of sorts. And again, I don't have strong feelings about the flag. It's like people say, "Well, Steve, which flag do you like?" Again, I don't care if we have a flag. And, and people say, "Well, you know, it's you know, Steve, you need to take a stand." I don't know why I have to have an opinion on everything, but I have some strong opinions about this. I'm going to share some of those. Uh, with you today. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of this show, and uh, I have been remiss. I've been so busy this week. I haven't had a chance to get down there and break bread. I need to. I need a break. I'll be honest with you. And I'm looking forward to taking a break with my friends at Bulldog Burger Company. You can go down there and get whatever burger you want. They're all going to be great. I'm going to go down and probably have the Lauren or maybe the Pimentology Add Bacon, but we're definitely going to have the spring rolls. We talk about it on the show all the time, and you guys take it for granted, Bulldog Burger Company is a great place to eat. It is a great place to break bread. You can have an adult beverage there. You can have a chocolate sundae or chocolate shake to go. Get whatever you want. You can have a date night. You can have a family night. You can have a solo night. Whatever you want to do. You can do it all. Two locations now to serve you right here on University Drive in Stark, Vegas, and on Gloucester Street there in Tupelo. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet M E-A-T. So, let's first of all, let's take an inventory of where we are and how we got here. This uh, this entire um, scenario kind of unfolded with a, uh, a statement from Greg Sankey. And now, it, it appears that it's come out of nowhere. I don't believe that is the case because I don't believe that Greg Sankey would ever, you know, just kind of blindside Mississippi State or old Miss with a statement of this magnitude without first consulting them. And so when it first rolls out, you know, the initial emotional reaction is, wait a minute, well, what is Sankey doing? And so I think it's best to just take a deep breath, take it with me, and understand that chances are Glenn Boyce and Greg, and uh, Mike, excuse me, Dr. Mark Keenum and Chancellor Glenn Boyce at Old Miss were likely in communication with Greg Sankey long before the statement was released. And so let me read you the statement, then I'll give you some thoughts about what he had to say. Okay, so I've got so many th- so many notes and things here together, but be patient with me. We're going to be here until we get it done. Okay, so, so the statement from um, Greg Sankey, here it is, from his personal Twitter account, It is past time for change to be made to the flag of the state of Mississippi. Our students deserve an opportunity to learn and compete in environments that are inclusive and welcoming to all. In the event there is no change, there will be consideration of precluding Southeastern Conference Championship events from being conducted in the state of Mississippi until the state flag is changed, Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner. That was on a graphic. Doesn't take long to put those together. But it is clearly part of a plan. And so the first thing that people say is, well, how many championships are really played in Mississippi? Well, here's the deal. Okay, so the SEC football championships in Atlanta, uh, SEC baseball tournaments in Hoover, they moved a softball tournament around. Mississippi State hosted in 2016. 2017, Ole Miss hosted. We've also hosted some track and field events. Uh, but, you know, the Greenville, South Carolina, is probably going to be the home for a while for the women's basketball tournament men's basketball tournament seems to have found a home in nashville and so those are going to be kind of permanent sites for a while anyway those are good trips so we have hosted some championships we're not going to get those big high dollar championships here in the state of mississippi because number one we don't have the venue we don't have uh, the hotel room structure and that sort of stuff and people always say well we could do it in pearl yeah we could do it in pearl um you know, I'm not going to get into some big dialogue about Jackson, Mississippi, because I know there's a lot of people that are very passionate love Jackson, Mississippi. But I, I don't know if the infrastructure is there to handle all of that. Maybe on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, maybe. But the bottom line is is that we're, we're going to host smaller championships. And it, it is an impactful event for those communities. It's one of the things that I read. There's so much, and I, and I say this with love, there's a lot of ignorance about all that stuff. People say, well, those sports don't even make any money. Well, it well, it doesn't cost us any money to host an event. You know, the SEC, it's their tournament. They're basically paying the freight to use our venue. So it's not some big expenditure for the university. It is a you know, it's a traveling tournament that brings millions of dollars to those communities. You got hundreds, if not thousands, of people regularly booking hotel rooms, buying tickets, buying dinner, buying gas, and traveling to our community, buying souvenirs. And if you don't think that that makes a difference, you're kidding yourself. It may not make a difference to you, but I've got several friends that work in the hospitality industry in this fine city of ours, and there are many times when we have these tournament events or whatever, and then like the entire South Carolina softball team you know, we'll go up to the veranda and have dinner, or we'll have the LSU softball team go to Harvey's, or people go to the Little Dewey. You don't think those people need that business? Do you not realize what we have gone through here the last few months? Here, we are lucky. We've had so many restaurants up here that have basically, you know, packed it up and gone home. Ruby Tuesday's closed. You know, our local restaurants kind of had to work together. You know, guys that competed against each other hand all the time, hand and fist. So, said, you know, we're kind of in this thing together. They have endured something that has been incre- incredibly difficult for them. And so these people are my friends. There are some that are my sponsors. They're, they're my friends as well. But there are others that are my friends, people that I break bread with and spend time with. Why would I want them to make less money over a principle? I wouldn't. Why would I want the city of Starkville not to have more tax revenue? We, you know, listen, we've got, we've, a lot of good things have happened in Starkville the last few years. If you have not ridden up uh, Highway 12 to uh, Starkville in a while, uh, maybe you can appreciate how much nicer and modern it is. It's incredible how much better it has been in the last five years. And so we're just going to stop building, and we're going to stop attracting, and we're going to stop promoting Starkville because we've got less tax revenue? That, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would we do that? We need championships. And listen, we don't host them that often, but why, why would we want to lose the right to host that? Why would we want to do that to our community? It just boggles the mind to me to think that way. So, shortly after Greg Sankey's statement was released, John Cohen released this statement. We are disappointed that our student athletes and coaches will potentially be affected by something outside of their control. At the same time, we understand and support Commissioner Greg Sankey's stance on the flag of the state of Mississippi. Mississippi State University is proud to be among the most diverse universities in the SEC. Alongside our university leadership, we aim to continue our support for changing the state flag which should unite us and not divide us. One of the things that I thought, there's a couple things about John's statement that stands out to me. The first thing is it's about the student athletes. The first thing is like our student athletes will will basically lose the ability to host championships in their home venue. And it doesn't happen that often. But why should we be one of only two schools in the conference that our athletes don't get the opportunity to do that ever? And then John goes down and says, uh, you know, something probably that's probably bigger than, than even that. It's about it being beyond their control. It's beyond their control. But they're the ones that have to pick up the tab on it. They're the ones who work and sweat and wear the maroon and white and represent us but we're going to say, you know what, nah, you can't go do it. You can't have it. you got to go on the road. And, listen, I don't know that we're ever going to win an SEC championship in softball. I don't know. But I, I've got a lot of faith in Samantha Ricketts. I think we probably have hired the right coach. We were off to one of the best starts in school history last year. You know, we hosted it in sixteen. But how nice would it be in a couple years, a few years, to think, you know what, Samantha Ricketts has got her players in. She's got her team here. She's got her system implemented. And, man, wouldn't it be nice to have Florida and Auburn on our home field for an SEC tournament? You know, maybe that gets us into a hosting opportunity in the NCAA tournament. And that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about. It's not just about football. People laugh, say, oh, the SEC championship's always in Atlanta. You're being short-sighted. It's the truth. Wasn't too long after John Cohen made his statement, within minutes, we get a statement from Dr. Mark Keenum. I have great respect for Commissioner Greg Sankey, and I understand why he has taken this position regarding Mississippi's state flag. Clearly, the current national climate is such that this debate may produce unintended consequences for our student-athletes here at Mississippi State and those at the University of Mississippi. In addition, there may be similar unintended consequences for academic pursuits at all our state's public universities and negative economic impacts on the state's communities as well. Since 2015, our Student Association, Robert Holland Faculty Senate, and University Administration have been firmly on record in support of changing the state flag. I have reiterated that view to our state's leaders on multiple occasions, including during face-to-face discussions in recent days and hours. On June 12th, I wrote to the Governor, Lieutenant Governor, and Speaker of the Mississippi House reaffirming that support. The letter said in part that our flag should be unifying, not a symbol that divides us. I emphasize that it is time for a renewed, respectful debate on this issue. And it is. It is time for us to address the issue once again. In 2001, there was a referendum that was largely uh, defeated. I mean, the, the, it was 64% to 36 We looked it up today. I remember somebody asking me say, Steve, wasn't around 70%? And it, it, was, it was a landslide in favor of keeping the flag and some people have said well you know listen the the alternative wasn't very good you know it's got nothing to do with that it's got nothing to do with the alternative i don't think anybody said you know what i don't think that flag is very pretty so i'm not going to vote for it i don't think that i don't think that even is on the radar and so i think it's important for us to take a step back today and let's look at where we are we now have the sec commissioner The chancellor of Ole Miss, the president of Mississippi State University, as well as John Cohen, Keith Carter may have issued a statement by now. I don't know. I don't follow Ole Miss people, so I don't know. But this isn't that kind of show. This is a shared situation that we both share in the same consequences. It's like the two brothers that have gotten in trouble are in opposite quarters now until they can both get along. That's kind of where we are. So we can point the finger at them. They can point the finger at us. But the bottom line is, in the end, we're both going to get the whipping. It's time for us to have a very serious debate about this. Now, there are a lot of people, again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, some people are very, very emotional about this topic. And here's the thing. You know, in Miss- if you were born in Mississippi, you were born with a chip on your shoulder. I don't know why that is, but that's just the reality of life. If you are born in Mississippi, you're born with a chip on your shoulder. We, we're born. There's a book out there that Dave Murray talked about for years and years called Born Fighting, and that's us. We always feel like we've got something to prove. We always feel like we have a mountain to climb. We always feel like people disrespect us. So why do we want to play a part in our own demise? Why do we want to give people ammunition to hold our student-athletes to a different standard? something that's beyond their control. Listen, they chose to come play at Mississippi State, or Old Miss for that matter. That's a decision they made, many of them from out of state. And they make a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to go there and then uh, not going to have a chance to be a part of that. And that, that takes me back to, to 1963. And even a few years before that, it was an absolute embarrassment that Bailey Howell, and the Mississippi State Bulldogs were prohibited from playing in the NCAA tournament when we were probably the best team in the country. This isn't softball, okay? This isn't a track and field deal that you don't, you don't want to go buy a ticket to. This was men's basketball. And we had arguably the best team in America. And we were not able to go because of some legislative bureaucracy, Because some people out, some people that had no say in Mississippi State sports decided that we weren't going to be able to go. And that continued, and it continued, and it continued, and it continued. And Ole Miss was so bad at basketball at the time, and it didn't impact them. It didn't impact them. But it impacted us because we probably went through the greatest era of men's basketball in our history. And it took us to find a court order, define the state governor, define the court system to sneak out of this state to go claim our just reward, which was an opportunity to play in an NCAA tournament basketball game. And what's so funny is, like everybody now, everybody will tell you, "Man, I'm really proud of the game of change." Well, there's another game of change being played right now. And I think it's time to decide what side you're on. I know the side that I'm on, and that's the side of the student-athletes. That's the side of progress. It's one of those things that you look at and you begin to ask yourself, and and, and sometimes I, I feel like that I have probably stayed silent too long about things of this nature, not that my opinion amounts to a whole lot. But I am very proud that Mississippi State, is on the right side of history when it came to the game of change. That everybody around that event could have pulled out and said, you know what, I'm not going to go. And you know, and I'm, I'm going to go back even farther, even before that, about being on the right side of history. I don't know if you know this. This is back when, uh, in Alan, Alan McKean's years, Mississippi State played Michigan State. Michigan State had an African American linebacker. And so there was a gentleman's agreement before the game in the days leading up to it that he wouldn't play, that they wouldn't force the uh, Mississippi State Bulldog team to play against the black linebacker. It's amazing to me. It's a different day and time. I get it. It's difficult to judge those people through the lens of today. And so... Just come, it just happens that uh, that week in practice that uh, the linebacker that was supposed to fill in got hurt. And so the coach comes to Alan McKean and says, listen, I'm going to have to play the kid. I'm going to have to play this black linebacker. And I hate to keep calling him out. I should call him his name. But all this just kind of hit me as I began talking about all this. And so they came in there, and they said, and Alan McKean turned to the team and said, hey, guys, listen. I'm not going to make you play if you don't want to play but this this kid's going to play and i understand if you want to bow out of the ball game but we came a long way to play a football game and eagle Motlich from columbia mississippi my hometown said let the kid play let him play and you know what everybody lived everybody survived we played a ball game and we and we were able to come home And then when you think about what happened in 63, I mean, those kids, and I talked about it on the show a while back, but those kids, and that's what they were, they were kids. Leland Mitchell, Joe Dan Gold, Bill Anderton, Red Stroud, the lot of them were kids. Now, 19-year-old kids back in those days were a little more mature than the kids we got today. They're a little bit different. They may not have been quite as technologically savvy, but most of those kids grew up on farms. They grew up working. They grew up with a different level of maturity. But they got on an airplane to go to East Lansing, Michigan, not knowing what would happen when they came back. That's the kind of courage that I want to have. But you know what? When when we come back, we could be arrested. We could be kicked out of school. The governor could issue some type of warrant for us. But I'm going to get on the plane anyway. I'm going to go. I'm going to go play because that's what's in my heart. Because that's the right thing to do. They held Bailey Howell out. They denied Bailey Howell a chance to play for a national championship. But you know what? We owe it to Bailey to go play. We owe it to Bailey. And you know what? Bailey Howell went to the game. He was with the Pistons in. And we lost the ball game, but we won. We won. Because after that, there was never, ever another Mississippi team that was prevented from being able to travel and compete against African-American players. Those kids changed history those kids changed Mississippi so Mississippi is capable of change and that's one of the things that I think about I get so tired of people beating us down everybody thinks that we're all the same that we're all a bunch of uncultured people that we don't you know we don't have running water the internet you know we you know we all got to go shop at Walmart and wear our Sunday overalls and that sort of stuff you know And I get so tired of it. But why do we continue to play into the stereotype? Why do we want to give people the weaponry they need to embarrass us? It's time. It's time for us to to achieve something different. It is time for us to grab onto some different ideals. And that's the thing, too, is I, I think there's so many people out there that actually share the opinion. And here's the deal. You know, I mentioned about growing up in Mississippi how we all have a chip on our shoulder. We do. We do. We don't like being told what to do, probably more so than anybody else. And that's what this feels like to a lot of people. They say, well, Greg Sankey's holding us hostage, and Greg Sankey's doing this, and Greg Sankey's doing that. But you know what? Greg Sankey's got us talking. Greg Sankey, Dr. Keenum, Glenn Boyce, they've got us talking. And I think one of the main parts of that is is that other people are speaking up and saying, you know what, I think I agree with this. You know what? I'm not willing to trade. I'm not willing to trade my sports teams for this, for a flag. I'm not willing to do that. And that's the thing. That that's the thing about negotiations, right? You know, it's just like playing poker. You know, it's like you say, oh, I'll never give in to those demands. I'll never do that. I'm in charge. I'll do what I want to do. Nobody can make me do anything. Then all of a sudden, somebody puts you in a decision-making process where something precious to you is at stake. And that's when you got to make a decision. You know what? Am I willing to fight here? Am I willing willing to go fight for something like this and then risk something precious to me and risk the the just reward of these student-athletes? Because if you think they're going to stop at SEC championship events, if you think they're going to stop it at Mississippi State hosting a tennis tournament, you're wrong. I want to remind you, if you haven't made a purchase yet for uh, your dad, you can still do it. You can't get your product in time, but you can go to hawthorne.co. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E eco C-O. Use promo code BONEYARD. i will give you a $20 gift card. Just by listening to this show, you automatically make 20 bucks and your dad can get 20 more dollars of product or use it for yourself. But I've told you many times on this show don't go buy dad a tie. If you're not going to pay for him to get a tattoo, get him some cologne. It's important. The best smelling cologne that I have ever had is from Hawthorne.co. If I wouldn't believe in the product, I wouldn't be a part of it. I've got plenty of people lined up wanting to be advertisers for this show. And so. I like Hawthorne. I love the product they've sent me. I have so many people that every time that I wear the cologne, somebody says, you know what, you smell really good. Just last night, went out to eat dinner with Brandon Walker and Brian Haydad and another friend of ours. The waitress knew me, comes up, hugs my neck. She goes, oh, what are you wearing? Don't you want that kind of reaction, guys? Go do it. And do it for your dad. Hawthorne.co, promo code Boneyard. Go do it today. Take the two-minute quiz. Take it together. Take it for him. Get mom involved. Whatever. Not that your mom wants the waitress smelling to your dad, but uh, be that as it may. You know what I'm saying. Take the quiz. They'll pair your dad up with his preferences, and again, uh, he'll get the best he's ever had because it's something that's designed for him. That's Hawthorne.co, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co, promo code Boneyard. So before the break, I mentioned that they're not going to stop, and they're not
0: particular valued resources may vary by geography more info available at hassternew.com
1: that's that's kind of what we got to appreciate right now is this situation now the pressure is only going to get greater. You got former players from Mississippi institutions that have joint signed I guess co-signed a letter to the NCAA requesting that they that the NCAA withhold NCAA related events, from the state of mississippi now here's the deal about that there is already the prohibition about the state flag when it comes to predetermined events you know like when they go play the uh the men's tournament in birmingham you remember when we were the you know we were were the big dogs and we had to go to birmingham and play and we lost you know those locations those hubs you know those those pre-selected deals you know, we've got a pretty good women's basketball program here at Mississippi State. We get to host the first two rounds. You know how UConn gets the first uh, host the first two rounds and then they get to play pretty much in their backyard for the Sweet 16 and play a regional final? We'll never get that opportunity because of the flag. Now, before it didn't matter to people. They're like, ah, you know, who really cares? But now this letter that's being circulated, they want the NCAA to not only – extend the prohibition on predetermined sites, but they want them to remove the possibility of Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Southern Miss from hosting any NCAA tournament event, which means regionals, which means the first two rounds of the NCAA women's tournament. We've gotten awfully accustomed to hosting that. And uh, we, you know, what in the world would we we'd be able to tweet at Kendall Rogers? Kindle, are we going to host? I mean, we can't do that anymore. If that happens, and, and if you don't think that's the next bullet in the gun, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. Because we're playing a game of poker right now where we've got the bad hand. You know, we're sitting here with, you know, with a pair, with a pair of jacks, and they're sitting over there with the full house. We're done. We don't have any cards left to play. And listen, there are a lot of people in this state for many, many years that have said, hey, listen, we're, we're going to do this. And, you know, listen, I don't know everybody's motives. And I'm not going to question their motives, and I'm not going to assign motive. But we're, in a, we're on the losing end of this deal right now, no matter how you see it. But we can win. We can do something positive. We can get on the phone with our state legislators. We can send an email and say, you know what? It really doesn't mean that much to me. It doesn't mean enough to me, that flag, doesn't mean enough to me to prevent me from going to watch Mississippi State play for the right to go to Omaha at Dirty Noble Field. And people say, well, you know, Steve, it's, you know, Greg Sankey doesn't even live in Mississippi, and it's true. There are a lot of people that have strong opinions about Mississippi that never been here. There are a lot of people that have strong opinions about Mississippi that don't live here or pay any tax dollars or have any say whatsoever they never they're never involved in any of our community fundraisers and anytime that we got to go out and 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 uh, raise money for uh you know for the little league baseball field they're not here for any of that it's our community right it's true but is it worth risking the bigger fish is it worth you know, do we really want to go back to what bailey howell and that group went through to, to know that you know what I won't be able to participate no matter how good I am, no matter how hard I work, no matter how good a team we put together. We're always going to have to go on the road. And what happens if if this poker game continues and they just decide, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're just not going to invite any Mississippi institutions until that flag is changed. You don't think they'll play that brand of poker? And there's so many people out here instead of Mississippi that are saying, you know what, Steve, listen, let's just, let's just get it done. And then there's other people that are like, you know what? You know, to hell with them. You know what? And that attitude has kept us at 49th or 50th in just about everything. I'm not going to sit here and judge you or anybody else. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that I know better than you or whatever. But I think that this, we, are, we are right now on the precipice of major change in our state. And rather than have it forced down our throats, rather than being, held, quote, held hostage, wh- why don't we take the ball and run with it ourselves? You know, maybe this is the impetus needed to bring change. Because clearly, we have for, you know, for the better part of 100 years, we've kind of sat on our hands about this whole deal. And I wasn't around when they, when they designed the flag. I've read a bunch of stuff about it. I don't know which is right and which is wrong. But I know this. I know there are a lot of people that see that, and they have a very negative connotation. No matter how well-intended your beliefs may be, there are other people out there that see that and say, you know what, I just, man, it's just a reminder to me of a bad time. And I think that's fair. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't care if we have a flag. And, I, and that's one of the things, too, that so many people, and I talked to a good friend of mine earlier, We're talking about it. This. this is all anybody's talking about. And he says, man, I don't ever see the flag. I never even see it. Most most businesses don't fly the flag. And why don't they fly it? Is it because it's controversial? Is it because they're ashamed of it? Or they just don't care? I mean, how many people right now that are on Facebook and on social media that are ready to fist fight somebody over this flag, how many of those people fly that flag at their home? How many times do you do it? Is it really that big a deal? Is it really that important? You know, I, I, I've told people many times, and you know, I, I've seen more, more Confederate flags in the last 10 years in the state of Alabama, Louisiana than I ever see in Mississippi, and it's true. But the bottom line is, people associate that with us. To me, and again, I'm, you know, maybe you don't like me as much, but I'm not willing to trade regionals at Duty Noble Field for a flag that I've never owned, that I've never flown, I've never had the bumper sticker on my car, I've had the M over S on my car. You know what, if y'all, if y'all want to put a maroon and white flag together and put a, you know, put a bulldog on it or put the M over S make that a state flag, I'm good with that too. It's just, it's just not important to me. But now we've been put into a situation where something precious to us is in jeopardy. You know, it's one of the things that I begin to think about, too, with all of this. Uh, you know, if you don't think there's a campaign going on right now that's an orchestrated campaign, and I don't know who's pulling the strings here, but it is apparent to me at this point that we as Mississippians, one way or another, have been forced to take stand. You know, for years and years, we've been, we've been able to kind of remain neutral. You know, because here's the deal. Like I mentioned, the flag, for the most part, is out of sight, out of mind. Because there are so few people that even fly it anymore, but all of a sudden, as soon as we bring up the possibility of removing it, all of a sudden all these all these flag advocates that come out and say, "Hey, listen, you know what's going on with this? I don't want you. Know, this is like we're fighting the war all over again. You know, people people are you know begrudging us our right to fly the flag. You know, listen, I, you know, listen. If you love that state flag, you go ahead and buy you one. You continue to fly it at your house, but it doesn't need to fly over our Capitol building." You know, Mississippi State hadn't flown the flag on campus since what, 2015? And then that was the big thing too. People wanted they bought the signs and everything and said, you know what, if if our state institutions don't want to fly the state flag, then they shouldn't get any of our state tax dollars. And I think to myself, what are what are we fighting for? What are we fighting over? What are we hanging on to? People say, well, our way of life. Our our way of life is not going to change because of a flag. My way of life is not so precarious and so fragile that a banner impacts how I live my life. My way of life will not change. I'm sorry if yours does. I would suggest to you that your way of life is probably not worth a whole lot to you if it's caught up in a flag. If the quality of your life is determined by the, the, the state flag, then I don't know that you have much quality of life. It's one of those things, that I, and, I, and I know I'm going to get tweets and emails, and I'm, listen, I'm ready to deal with it, because I think it's time that we had a serious dialogue about what's going on here. And again, I ask yourself, are you really willing to trade the first two rounds of the NCAA Women's Tournament, are you, are you really going to force our ladies to go on the road when they could play the first two games at home and pretty much be guaranteed a trip to the Sweet 16 and two games away from the Final Four? Are you really going to make the path that much more difficult for them? Are you going to make the Diamond Dogs' path to Omaha that much more difficult over a flag? Well, Steve, you don't understand. You're right, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand any argument for keeping it. I don't. Well, we're not going to have anybody tell us what to do. Well, let me, let me warm you up on something here, okay? Somebody is going to tell you what to do your entire life. When you're a kid, your parents and teachers tell you what to do. When you get a job, your boss tells you what to do. And everybody's got a boss, and that always rolls downhill. And if you get to be as president or CEO, then the stockholders are going to tell you what to do. And then you have kids of your own, and then your kids tell you what to do. There will always be somebody telling you what to do. But I don't think anybody should have to tell us to do the right thing. And I don't have the corner of the market on the right ideas. I don't have strong opinions about, you know, the alternative flags. It just doesn't matter to me. I just think we need to remove this as a topic of conversation. There is a stigma about the state of Mississippi that always will be there. And we're, we're feeding into the stigma. We're feeding into it by doing this. And there probably, some, probably the people that need to hear this have already turned the show off. And you know what? That's okay, too. I want to remind you our good friends at Campus Bookmart, longtime sponsors of the show. I guarantee you stand raised to listening. Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely talented Susie, the whole crew that they'll treat you like family because you are family. Mississippi State folks have been shopping there for many, many years, buying textbooks, buying the great Mississippi State merchandise. You can get you a Maroon and White flag, you can get you a state flag. You can fly that in front of your home. That means a little more if you ask me. I think that's a very important decision. That's something you chose, not something you were born into. But you can get your Mississippi State flags from uh, campusbookmart.net, and by being a loyal Bondyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. But when you can, go by and see them. You've got to properly social distance, but I tell you, they'll be glad to see you. They'll, glad, they'll be glad to see the door swinging. They're happy to help you. They're gearing up already. I mean, listen, it's so funny. I've already heard from Campus Bookmart about already jockeying for, for position to try to make sure we, uh, we get some events together, get some books signed and scheduled already. Don't even have a book yet. I've already got people all over Starkville calling saying, hey, listen, we want Steve this weekend. We want Steve that weekend. But I'll be everywhere. But you better believe I'll be at Campus Bookmart. You should too as well. Okay, so where do we go from here? You know, that's the thing that I think about is, uh, you know, I, I have read with great interest. You know, there's a lot of discussion about bureaucracy and all the things that go on. You know, there's all this talk about, you know, you know, Tate Reeves, Governor Tate Reeves has said, um, you know, hey, I want what the will of the people want. And uh, he refers back to that 2001 referendum. And listen, I get it. I've got a friend of mine that is is a former ACLU lawyer, and uh, he told me, he goes, you know, that that was a big, big decision in 2001 to push for the referendum, and then to have it basically defeated two to one uh, makes it a little difficult to kind of get a second bite at the apple. Because then you come back and say, okay, well, we got what we wanted, but we didn't get the result we wanted, so we want another bite at the apple. That's been 20 years ago. There are a lot of people back in those days that um, weren't even registered to vote that have very you know impassioned imp- opinions about this now. And so... Again, I'm not for change for change's sake. I'm changed for what's best for Mississippi and for Mississippi State. Again, the quality of my life is not going to change over a flag. It's Whether they take it, you know, uh, and and listen, I want to make sure. I have seen some people talk about this sort of stuff, you know, about burning the flag. I'm not not big on that either. You you do you. I think there's a certain level of respect. There's a a respectful way to handle this, and that's not it. You know, I understand, you know, getting people's attention and that sort of stuff, and there's political statements that go along with all that kind of stuff, but you know, there's no need to inflame the situation, pardon the pun, and enrage each side. We can talk about this, and uh we we may not all agree, but I think it's important, you know, that we kind of recognize the situation that we're in right now, that it's not as simple as, okay, there there are no consequences if this doesn't happen. And so I am a Mississippian, and I am a Mississippi State fan, Mississippi State man. And when those two things come in conflict, you know, we've got to make a decision. And, you know, it's so easy for us to say, as Mississippi State folks, you know, when all of this discussion and controversy that comes up about Confederate imagery and that sort of stuff about Ole Miss, it's easy for us to kind of point the finger at them and say, oh, look what they're going through. Well, we're kind of pulled into this thing now. And I don't know that it's, you know, I don't know that it's our collective fault. But it's our collective responsibility to fix it. And that's one of the things I think is most important. we got to find a way to get this resolved. And that's the thing that I don't, I, I had this discussion earlier. I, I I don't remember the outcry that we're seeing Before. I mean, we, we hadn't done anything. And that's one of the things that people say, well, you know, I don't understand all this other stuff. You know, I don't understand why Greg Sankey has to do this. I don't understand why the Mississippi business leaders are filing some joint letter to the state legislature. I don't understand why that's happening. Well, the reason all that's happening is because people are ready to have the discussion. There's so many people out there that say, well, this kind of stuff isn't necessary. Well, we weren't talking about the flag last year. I mean, it's always been the elephant in the room. But if all this other, you know, drama that has unfolded in the United States here uh, in the last couple of weeks has brought us to the point that we're ready to have an earnest discussion about this, then now is the time. And if not now, when? There are a lot of people out there say, you know what, Steve? I just don't like... The fact that this is kind of this is being dictated to us and the question that i'll ask you then is what were you willing to do five years ago where were you five years ago when nobody was talking about it were you flying the flag at your house were you having state flag parties at your house you know with the women getting together and knitting the new state flag is that what we were doing because i don't think we were i don't think we were talking about any of this I think there are a lot of people out there that that really just were kind of content with the status quo, and they said, well, you know, whatever. And there's listen, there's a segment of Mississippians. that they, They kind of like the fact that we're kind of the last stronghold. You know what I'm saying? There's some people out there that say, you know what, that's cool. You know, but if you go back and look, we have kind of begrudgingly done everything since Reconstruction. You know, we were always the ones that, you know, we were the last ones. We were the last kid. To kind of get in line. I think it's time for us to change that. And you know what? And and here's the deal too. If if we don't want outsiders coming in here dictating terms to us, then let's work together and get it done without their involvement. Let's do it before they feel the need to get involved. Because again, I'm not ready to trade that Elijah McNamee moment for a flag. I'm not going to trade... Susie Merchant, as lovely as she is, griping about having to drive over from Columbus the day of the game to play us, and her saying that eight thousand people sounded like eighty thousand. Why would I want to trade that memory for a flag? I would not have had that opportunity if this situation moves forward. I, I may have had my last memory with all of that, and those are the things that I that I'm, I'm that again, and I keep belaboring the point is what, what are we hanging on to? And is, worth, is it worth losing what we can gain for a flag? And, and again, it's, about, it's not even about a flag. It's really not. It's about our ego. It is. It's about we're not going to let somebody tell us what to do. And, you know, we have we, we've shortchanged ourselves for so many years. We really have we have we don't want to admit it but we have and we, we make up all these things and we try to defend it and listen you know you know I'm, I'm going to be honest with you one of the things that I've heard some of this talk and the, there's such the lunatic fringe out there about a lot of these things and like I've heard some people say that now they got that confederate statue situation kind of handled somebody says well you know do, do we need to dig up those graves and I'm going to tell you that's, that's about a leap too far Okay, <laughs> somebody's final resting place is their final resting place. But there's so much about this that we could be responsible for ourselves. And listen, I'm not going to think any less of you either way. I'm not, and I hope you don't think any less of me. But I think that we are we are the generation to really bring change. And at the end of the day, this is probably the most important thing that I'll say today, we can take everything down. We can take the flag down, we can take the statues down, we can take every remembrance of the past down, we can change the name of the Barnett Reservoir, we can change the name of every building, we can change Forest County to something else, we can do all that stuff. We can change the name of Mississippi, we can all be one one county, one land, whatever. But if we don't change as people, then nothing changes. Nothing changes, and when nothing changes, nothing changes. And so, there are going to be some people. If we change the state flag, they're going to be awfully bitter. And those people are probably already bitter now. That it's going to get more bitter. And there are other people out there that listen. It's not. It's it's not going to change. You know your opportunities. You're still going to have to get out and go work for a living. You're still going to have to get up every day and go work you're still going to have to go make something great happen for yourself because it's because it, eventually it fades you know what I'm saying you know eventually it changed South Carolina put a different flag up that didn't change the state tax rate so I say that because it's important to understand everybody wants change unless they're the ones having a change and I can promise you in my 48, soon to be 49 years on this planet. I, I forget how old I am sometimes. Uh, I've changed a lot. There are a lot of things that were valuable to me or important to me in my 20s that mean nothing to me now. And there are things back then that I didn't really place much value on that mean everything to me now. You know, it's like one of the things that I, I share with people when I go speak is yeah, I, I remember, you know, I, I wanted so bad to make it. You know, I said, man, if I could ever get there, I'll do this, I'll do that. I wanted so bad to make it. And I wanted to be able to be a professional writer. And uh, that was important to me. I said, man, if I could ever get there, I'll do whatever I got to do to stay there. And I've done that. But I'll tell you, the rewards that I have found have been, uh, and listen, there have been some years that have been really good uh, financially. But the thing that means the most to me through all of that is being able to Spend time with my family. It's being able to have a flexible schedule, to be able to see some amazing things, to be able to go and watch Mississippi State do some incredible things up close and personal, to be able to witness that and capture that and document that for you and for future generations. You cannot put a price tag on that. And listen, the paychecks are great, but having the opportunity to go watch Mississippi State cut down the nets and go to the Final Four to watch Mississippi State beat UConn and be able to say I was there, I got to go in the locker room after the game and interview the players. You kidding me? I got to be there to talk to Elijah McNamee and have him break down his home run. Got a chance to see Elijah McNamee hit a, hit a, hit a, a changeup for a walk-off home run to beat Florida State knocked knock them out of their own regional. Got a chance to see all that stuff. I got a chance to see Dak Prescott. And all that's amazing and incredible and there's a there's a there's a a kinship and there's a family and part of all that and again there are so many things that we're all going to disagree on but we all want mississippi state to do well and at the end of the day we need to do what's right because it's right but at the same time to mississippi state and our student athletes shouldn't have to pick up the tab on something they have no say in they should not be handicapped or penalized because some of our people want to hold on to an antiquated emblem that just doesn't represent us anymore. It just doesn't. And you know what? If it matters to you, then you buy it and you fly it at your house. Put it on your car, whatever. And, you, and deal with whatever consequences come from doing that. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big person that believes in physical violence and the loss of property and damage and that sort of stuff. I, yeah, I, I don't stand for any of that. But it is time for us to get very, very serious with ourselves and honest with ourselves and begin to think about what kind of legacy do we want to live to leave in Mississippi? And I shared that on my Facebook page here about a week or so ago because it struck me, I got to thinking about my, my unborn grandchild. Because all of this was already weighing on me before we even got to this point. And I began to ask myself, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? My grandchildren and great-grandchildren, when they look back at my life, are they going to be proud of me? Are they going to say, you know what? That guy was just kind of part of something that I'm not really proud of. And so I felt kind of convicted about a couple things. I said, you know, I need to do a better job with all of this. I need to do better with this. And I want to make sure that I do this. And I want to make sure that I'm kinder and gentler and that sort of stuff and then maybe not so prickly sometimes. But I think about my grandparents, and I think about the way that they raised me. Because I lived with my grandparents until I was eight years old. And I remember my grandmother, I'd had a rough day at school one day, and she took me up in her lap, and she said, you are better than nobody, but nobody is better than you. And when I heard Sylvester Crome say that in that Crome special, I got chills all over my body, because it was exactly the same phrase that my grandmother used. And I've always remembered that. And I've tried to live my life that way. And I can't say that I've always been perfect with that. You know, I was a kid that grew up in South Mississippi. And it was a different time back then. That's not to excuse anything that I've said or done enough. I think that I've done a pretty good job with, with all of that. I think if you go back and talk to my classmates, they'll all tell you that I treated everybody the same. I did my best to. And some of that is inherent. Some of that you kind of learn on your own. You kind of learn that, you know what, we can outgrow our raising. But I had a grandfather and a great-grandfather that were both ministers. And uh, they spent a lot of time talking about that sort of stuff. They lived through some times that uh, I don't know that I could comprehend. And I'm sure they're on the other side of uh, of eternity right now, and they're thinking the same thing. Man, I'm, I'm so glad I I lived when I did and not had to deal with all the stuff that's going on now in the world. But every generation of Americans has had to deal with something incredibly challenging. And so to think that our generation would escape unscathed is a little bit narcissistic. And so this is just one of those things that we're going to have to handle. And I hope I don't lose any listeners or viewers or anything like that over all this. But I'll tell you, if you're going to not like me because of the fact that that I feel that we should put our legacy and our athletic programs and our university ahead of something like that, then, then I probably didn't have much of a listener or a viewer or a fan in the first place. This is about doing what's right. Not about necessarily what's popular. There's a big there's a big there's a big tide of popularity now too. There're a lot of people that you know, it becomes this uh this wave of emotion. You know, some people tweet this and the next person tweets it or whatever. But the bottom line is is and again, what are you willing to trade it for? What what are you willing to give up to keep something? That, I mean, it's really only becomes an issue when somebody wants to take it away from you. And if you never use it, what what is the point in having it? What what's the use in it? You know, I see so many people that are flying this Stennis flag, and I don't know that I want that one either. This just doesn't matter to me. But there are a lot of people out there that are very emotional about this, and I just wish that everybody could just take a deep breath, okay? Because the first, because as soon as like as soon as I find out that they like it or they are against this, then automatically we kind of have these tribalistic impulses where. You know, I don't want to be, you know, in the same considered to be on the same side as that person. There's so much of that goes on now. I'm just asking you to just take a deep breath and let's just think about what's it really worth to us. What are we hanging on to? And are we really willing to give up things that are precious to us to keep something that we don't even really care about? It's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. That's going to do it for this week. This show will be up, and I'm sure by the time I wake up, I'll probably have an inbox full of uh, some people giving me thumbs up and some people giving me the middle finger. I've been uh, had worse sent to me, I can assure you. Remember, uh, I've dealt with some, some interesting Ole Miss fans over the years. Be that as it may, I just ask you to kind of search yourself, take your own inventory, find out what you really believe and what you really feel. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.